It's Thursday, December 8, 2021. It's going to be infrastructure decade now, man. Biden executive orders set federal government on path to net zero emissions by 2050. They're starving. Um, and I don't see the videos. I see it in person. Florida's beloved and threatened manatees to get unprecedented help. Plus, this comet contains $30 trillion worth of material. What do trillions of dollars matter if we're all going to die? Oh, no, what if we're rich? That would be terrible. Don't look up. Hollywood's fictional doomsday stands in for an all-too-real threat. All of those all-too-real threats and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The first Omicron case on U.S. soil was found in California, which led the state Secretary of Health and Human Services to claim Californians were proud to have identified the first Omicron case. Good for you, Golden State. You put that kind of positive spin on all your disasters. Greetings from California, home of extra crispy trees. <laughs> this is your Green News Report. Okay, Tessie Doyen, uh, some good news, I guess, from the President of the United States this week. Yes, President Biden on Wednesday signed a series of executive orders putting the federal government on the path to net zero emissions by 2050 with an interim goal of cutting the government's carbon emissions 65 percent by 2030. That's not bad. The orders direct the federal government to use only 100 percent carbon-free electricity by 2030, transition its fleet of more than 600,000 vehicles to zero emission vehicles by nice. 2035 nice. and modernize 300,000 federal buildings and infrastructure to be net zero emissions by 2045. I'll take it. The orders launch a buy clean initiative using the considerable power of the federal purse to prioritize procurement of products with low greenhouse gas emissions. The federal government is the largest purchaser in many areas with annual purchases of $650 billion in goods and services. So the shift could have a huge influence on the private sector with significant ripple effects across the economy. Nice. Now we just have to wait for the Supreme Court to stop it all from happening. In much less good news, the power grid operator for New England has warned customers this week of a higher risk of rolling blackouts this winter because global oil and gas shortages and price hikes You mean price fixing are triggering a heightened risk of straining the region's power grid if weather conditions turn ugly for an extended period. This year, the world's liquefied natural gas market is much tighter than it was last year, in part because of the years-long push to increase exports of U.S. produced natural gas, which means that U.S. customers now compete with Asia and Europe for supply. So we've sold all our supplies overseas and now we ain't got any here at home. Kind of. Brilliant. The U.S. Wildlife Service and Florida wildlife officials unveiled an unprecedented proposal this week to feed some of the state's threatened manatees in a limited test program to help the gentle, beloved marine mammals survive the winter. More than a thousand manatees have died this year. Wow. It's linked to the loss of seagrass, their primary food source, and water pollution, red tides, and algae blooms, which are triggered by rising ocean temperatures and runoff of human waste and fertilizer from farms and lawns. Wow, that is horrible. Yes. 
But some good news. Japanese carmaker Toyota announced construction of a new electric vehicle manufacturing plant in North Carolina that will produce batteries for hybrid and electric vehicles. Oh, so Toyota has finally decided to jump into the game. Yes, Toyota says the factory will begin operations in 2025 with the capacity to produce batteries for about 800,000 vehicles a year to start and will generate more than 1,700 jobs. Well, better late than never. Separately, an EV startup called Arrival announced it will invest $11 million in a new factory to assemble high-voltage battery modules, also in North Carolina. The Edison Electric Institute, the private utilities industry trade group, this week unveiled the National Electric Highway Coalition, a consortium of privately owned utility companies that are joining forces to accelerate deployment of electric vehicle fast chargers, with the goal of making rapid EV charging available along all of the nation's highways by the end of 2023. And finally, Axios reports that the new film Don't Look Up, coming soon to theaters and Netflix, is a climate change comedy disguised as a movie about a fictional doomsday crisis that shows the many ways that science has been warped and steamrolled. Cast member Jonah Hill used his interview on Jimmy Fallon's show to push for the Climate Emergency Act in Congress. I'm not a political man. But I do believe in climate change, and my girlfriend will kill me if I don't read this. I just will say, I don't know how to deal with this stuff. It feels like Mount Everest. You can call or email your congressperson and ask them to support H.R. 794, the National Climate Change Emergency. That's it. Very easy, if you're into it. And here I thought the Green News Report was the only climate change comedy in town. (laughs) For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Don't you let it be the state of emergency.